This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the It Sucks to Be a Baseball Fan podcast. Now, the first time I said that, I said I didn't run this name change by Jack Fritz, but since it's the second time we've recorded this open because Mr. Professional on the other end, well, I won't get too deep into it, but at least we didn't go deep into the podcast. It was a quick record. And I wonder what's worse, Jack, the the 10 minutes we just spent totally screwing up Uh, the thing that we do all the time, or being a baseball fan, because the answer is being a baseball fan. Actually, I have a third option. It is being Emily in the laundry room next to me, listening to me rant like this and listening to you and me like curse at each other as we try to get this pod going. How you doing, buddy? Doing fine. I don't know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, uh, I need. uh, If Terry Rozier could hit one more three, I'd be much happier. By the way, before we get too deep into this podcast, I want to uh, let you know that there's a deadline. If we're not done by 10 o'clock, I'm canceling the first two weeks of April podcast. I just, I got to set the deadline because that's an important thing that we have to do. Okay, go ahead. Gambling. Terry Rozier. Which, which I would say thing is more real the major league baseball deadline or the all-time phillies draft podcast that we promised <laughs> yes times. yes uh both equally not real i think <laughs> we will Nothing's do the phillies gonna... draft it'll happen you know why jack because we might not have a freaking baseball season yeah and and you know here's my thing <sighs> they have killed me like, <laughs> no, I could hear it in your voice. You were like, like I thought coming into this podcast that I, I like I was like, I'm really tired and we're doing it later than we normally do and all that. And I was like, I don't know how much I have to give. And you you actually sound dead. <laughs> you all right? Well, I, I got to. I'm just being honest. Like, no, even I don't even I don't care anymore. Like, I, oh, I don't even get. I don't even no. get sad about ba- like I literally I do not get sad about baseball anymore. Oh. Like I, and that's shocking but, but there's like it's just and it, like and to put it this way like if i don't care about baseball then you know who doesn't care about baseball anyone <laughs> like like seriously I, you know i'm watching college games that's been a lot of fun like it's been like i've been enjoying watching them because they actually play a good fun style brand of baseball i'm like but i just and it's it's not even this isn't a players or owners thing i mean it's strictly owners but like it, i just don't care like i just I have I have other stuff going on now. Like, sorry, I I got I got money to lose on NBA games. I have NCAA tournament right around the corner. I have the NFL draft. Like, okay, wake again, wake me up when it's over. But I, like, I can't do the I can't do it anymore. I can't do the waking up today's the day and the stupid naive Bambi like way I go through life. <laughs> Where, That's such a perfect it's like, description. Oh my god, that is like. Where it's like it's like oh today oh today yeah baseball <laughs> wow oh let me let me tweet freaking Schwarber highlights one more time or <laughs> let me tell all my friends that today's the day that baseball is gonna come back like yeah. oh let me just let me just be in group chats talking about baseball all day I don't freaking care anymore I don't <laughs> oh, like buddy. I don't care I don't care I just just like and the. Freaking stupid deadlines that don't even mean anything. Just shut up. Just shut up. They're so stupid. Like, they're just so stupid from the standpoint of, like, if real baseball fans don't care anymore, then who the hell is going to care? No one's going to care. And, like, there's just going to be this opening day that's going to be put together out of nowhere, and it's just going to be haphazard. No one's going to give a crap. And and the, the there's going to be no juice in the ballpark because they've made everyone miserable. And you know what? They don't care. They do not care because all they care about is winning the negotiations. The owners don't care about 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 getting a deal done. The owners care about winning the freaking negotiations. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter about the fans of the sport. They don't care about that anymore because they still think it's 1883 where it's America's pastime and that everyone will come back. And sure, I think people will come back too. But this whole naive, stupid, 
uh, leaking stuff to all the freaking beat writers that just take whatever they say and then put it out on the uh, Twitter like it's fact, letting people buy into these owners actually care about getting the sport right. Like it's just it's just such a waste of my freaking time every day. Every day it's a waste of my time. I don't care anymore. I don't. I don't. Just figure it out and just get baseball back on the field so people can enjoy their lives again. And that's the end of our baseball podcast for the evening. Thank you. He's heard some seltzer. We'll see you later. It's just like, dude, I can't take it anymore. I can't take uh, it. They've broken you. I mean, it's devastating. I guarantee it's every, every day, dude. It's every day. I got to see the. F- I don't even know what any of it means. I don't know what any of this crap means. And I don't want to research it's it. It's a new I don't thing. Really care. I, don't you love how, like, the international draft hasn't been said by anybody this entire time? And then all of a sudden, it's the reason we don't have baseball today, apparently, a deal today. It's like, yeah. I don't sure. know. I don't like and, and I. And I don't know. Like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. Uh, this is the players' fault. I don't hear this owners' fault. I don't know whose fault it is. I I think it's the owners' fault. I'm sure. I, like, if the owners are pushing for something, it's probably a bad idea for everyone involved. <laughs> like, that's my general. That's I mean, like my general the feeling. Fault. It's definitely. But of course, it's the fault. Of course, the owners' fault. It's just like it's just like I don't know what. I, I, I hate having that. I hate. I hate people at like asking me about it because I don't freaking know. I don't know. I'm not a labor lawyer. I don't know what the percentage of like the cut they deserve. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. You know what I can do, James? I can break down pitching. I can break down sequencing. I can get excited about home runs. I can get excited about doubles. I can tell you about baseball. I don't know anything when it comes to this labor stuff. I just don't know anything about it. And like, I don't feel like doing research about it because I got a million other things going on. I don't like, I just want it to be over. I just need to be over. I need to be over, but they don't care. So whatever, we'll keep doing this. Yeah. Look, I, I know more about it than I want to. Um, First and foremost, and to everyone listening, I'm right there with you. Just being completely devastated hearing what our sport has done to Jack. I mean, to his point, our, our wide-eyed Bambi of a baseball fan, the one who not only believes that baseball's coming back every day, but believes in the Phillies year after year when none of us do. I mean, you know, it's tough. It's tough here, and you're, like, broken down like this, but you're, it's all facts. And, you look, you said uh, people will come back, but, like, I think, like, look, we'll come back. I mean, we're, you know— Assholes, idiots. yeah, idiots. Exactly. We're dumbasses. That was a uh, dumbasses. That was the word I was looking for. We're dumbasses and we're gluttons for punishment. But I do think the sport is underestimating, like that it's always going to be that way. I mean, let's be honest. I, I look. I have a kid, man. Let me tell you, they don't have long attention spans. They don't. They really don't. And it seems like kids are growing up more and more that way. And baseball is a sport where i mean look every year the games are longer and longer and i know it's an old man thing to say but but it's more that we know there's a better version of the sport a quicker version where balls are put in play and there's action and all the things we always talk about and if it doesn't do that like not only is it not a a product that is going to appeal to younger people or a next generation of fans in any way, shape, or form, but now they're acting like a bunch of a-holes on a national stage and making everyone like them even less, to your point. Like, that's the thing is, I am 100% pro player. Like, there is no part of me that that is on the owner's side in any way, shape, or form, and I think the owners themselves are the worst thing that has happened to the sport, them and Manfred, the worst thing that's happened to the sport potentially in our lifetime. This group right now, what they're doing and, and what the the what they're doing to the game that we love and, and the fact that, you know, I think Manfred certainly and a lot of the owners, I don't know if they even love this game. Like, I don't know if they care about the game. They certainly don't love it like we do. But I do think that they are vastly under or overestimating, I should say, the the fact that people will keep coming back to this and that they will be able to continue to get new fans like Jack, you always make the joke, all oh, the sports dying. Like it's not like they have big TV deals and all that type of stuff. The Apple deal just getting announced, which is, you know, objectively hilarious that, that the Apple deal is getting announced during these negotiations and all that. Like, oh, my God, who could possibly be on the other side? But, like, the idea that people are just going to come back in droves to this sport that has treated them like crap, that is a sport that kids don't enjoy, that kids aren't flocking to. Like, baseball isn't dying yet, but I do think that baseball is in a real precarious spot in its history where with the way the world is going, with the proliferation of anything you want at any time and any possible niche show or 
TikTok or this or that or whatever you want to talk about. Like there are so many outlets for people to get their entertainment, for people to get what they want that I do think that this group of owners and the and the attitude that they have about their sport right now and the idea that they are not really hurting the future of their sport right now, I think that I think they're wrong. I, I think there is a real chance that that like this is a big moment in in the future of baseball where we could see the sport not die or anything, but like become not like close to as big it's already not as big a deal as it used to be like football has lapped it like we can all be honest like so i I just i i think the whole like people will come back like yeah but you're in a really precarious spot they are and obviously i don't know it it is funny to me that the whole baseball is dying thing and then people are like talking about the lockout every day so i think i think baseball is always gonna be that thing that's there and it's always going to be old, huh, in most cases, old, reliable. Sound like, an, again, I just sound like an idiot every time I open up this microphone, every single time I do this podcast. <laughs> that's sound a, like that's a, an all-time job. Just sound like right a there. freaking idiot every single time. And, and frankly, the only thing that can make me feel better tonight is True Holiday having three second half threes. <laughs> <laughs> like, in all seriousness, like, if he hits three second half threes, I don't, baseball can never come back, but like, for all I care. <laughs> so, good this job. This is just such a symbol of how you're coping with not having baseball. You, like, are watching and gambling on basketball on a legitimate nightly basis. Among in the things. middle, in the middle of this podcast, yeah. I have I have it on my phone <laughs> yeah, in front of me. Of course you do. Of course you yeah. do. And they just pulled it from the game. Like it's it's seven forty five left in the, th- the third quarter. Do we really need to pull them? It's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, Drew Holiday is arguably the best point guard in Sixers history, and it's just like if he could please help me out, that'd be great. So, uh. <sighs> but yes, it's oh, man, you are so broken, dude. I, I I swear to God, like I, I've been waiting to do that. I've been waiting to do that like rant for I don't know how long. Just like it's not even it's not even it's not pro anything. It's pro of my life is a waste of time at this point. And it's just like baseball is the I I love baseball. I really do. I mean, everyone that listens to this podcast. Knows yeah, this. it's a, I but think like, it, I love baseball might be an understatement from you. You love yeah. baseball. <laughs> You're in like the point oh one percent of people who love baseball. I know. And it's just like, I think to myself, why me? Right. I mean, why, why me in this sport and why do they always have to be the worst? And I guess I just, I guess I just don't understand what they think this is going to do to the perception of, of the game that, that it's just a bunch of rich dudes like that can't come to an agreement on something. And do they still think they have the same standing that they, that they used to have in, in society? Like they, they, they obviously don't. I mean, there's people don't really walk around like, Oh, Mickey Mantle. And you know, I remember like Barry Bonds or whatever. And like, obviously we, we feel that way about the 08 guys and, and they will always be revered here and it's special, but I don't know. I just think that, I think they have this, uh, inflated sense of their place and they're not really focusing on what baseball fans care about and not that they should. I mean, I know they have to come to a CBA, but like baseball fans in their, in their core of things, you know, they want more balls in play. They want the game to move along a little quicker. They don't want it to be a slog. And like, (laughs) like they're not even discussing any of that stuff. They're just down there talking about whatever. They're trying to figure it out. So I just, um, I just wish they were smarter. And I, I said this last podcast, like it bothers me that there's not someone above Manfred and it bothers me that, and I, cause he's not really the commissioner of baseball. He's the, the guy show who, for the ownership. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what he, like, he's not even, he's not the, he's he not doesn't the even hide it. Like, it's not even like, and I know that's like his job. We all know it's his job, but it's like, you know, it, I, I'm with you. And again, to the point we've made many times, like this is a guy who's like openly talked and openly knows that like this guy's in love baseball. He called the trophy a hunk of metal. Like he's just he's not the guy, you know, very clearly. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not. So I, I it feels like, again, there's no compromise and there's no like leaving thinking okay you know we're gonna lose a little bit here and the thing that's so annoying right now is like people are like well look the owners are really giving it's like 
they haven't made real offers until this week. Like, like, oh, they're really they're they're moving in the players' direction. It's like they were starting at a at a negative. They were starting at zero. They're starting at like no yeah, increase in anything. Yeah, like they were. At, yeah, they, with inflation, they were like it, it's like they don't understand the concept of inflation. Like, there's no such thing as inflation. Like so, so now there's this public perception that like, oh well, look at the owners. They're they're really just starting to they're really starting to give more. It's like no, they're not. Every every time the union's like, all right, we agree to that. They're like, oh no, we're actually going to do this. Like like owner uh, Manfred came out and said there's going to be no qualifi- qualification offer or qualifying offers for free agents, and then like that's now back on the table. So so like you can't even take them for their word. And and I just again. I think that they have this inflated sense of, of their standing in American sports. And they, I mean, they know that they're a regional sport at this point, obviously we know that. Um, but when it comes to actual baseball fans and, and people that care about the sport, like it just makes us feel worthless in a way. It makes us feel like we, we don't are matter. to them. I, I feel, them. I genuinely feel like they don't care about me and that sucks. And I know they probably shouldn't, but no, Jack, Jack, Jack. And this is like, I know I've said this on the pod before. I'm sure I've said it a million times, but it's like one of the core things I believe in as a sports fan, as a person who talks about sports, whatever you want to say, that owning a sports team is a public trust. Like, yes, you are the the billionaire who was rich enough to own a sports team. Like, congrats. Like, good for you. Like, that's awesome. That's super impressive. But you are owning something that is something that is loved, supported financially, and uh, just uh, like it takes over the lives in some cases of millions of people. Like this is not just some you know company that you own. Like this is a a way of life. It is a generational thing among families. Like the idea that that. My father is a Phillies fan and my grandfather's a Phillies fan and Zoe's going to be a Phillies fan and her kids are going to be Phillies fans long before and long after you came to own this team or you came to own this team or whatever. Like, yes, it's your team. You bought it. But at the same time, like, it is a public trust that you are running this thing for a lot of people who care about it in a really true and meaningful way where look, our careers are based on our love of it. Like, we literally, like... Our, our lives are so wrapped up with this team, with the teams we care about in both a financial and a personal way. Like, like there are so many people who care about this team in that way that it's not just like, oh, you can own your team and do whatever the hell you want with it. Like, that's not okay, especially in baseball more than any other sport because they have an antitrust exemption from the freaking government. Like, so that's a whole other, like, layer of it, which is not talked about enough. But, like, it's not just, like, your team do whatever the hell you want with it. Like, you own it for us. You own it for millions of people and a city that care about it, take pride in it, and spend their money on it. So... Like, I I just, I hate when people give this concept of, well, it's their team. Like, no, it's our team. It's our team and your team. You know what? (laughs) I never thought I'd ever say this sentence, James, but you know what baseball needs more of? They need more Steve Cohens who are willing to spend whatever. You're right, dude. I mean, mean, you're right about that. Look at the look at the 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 this luxury tax surcharge thing or whatever. Like that's literally the it's basically the Steve Cohen tax, but obviously he's rich enough to where it doesn't matter. But also like he's a fan. I oh, mean, he's a, real he's quick, a, Jack. All these guys are rich enough to where it doesn't matter. Like Steve Cohen is 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 super rich enough where it doesn't matter, and he doesn't care because he's that rich. But all these guys are rich enough where it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but he he. Obviously, he's a Mets fan, and like he's yeah, like, yeah, lifelong. Do it takes to win. You know? Yeah, I mean, isn't it a crazy concept that uh, your owner, that's a fan of the team, just spends whatever to try to win and doesn't <laughs> yeah. care because yeah. he cares about? Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's just uh, and and you know, this whole <laughs> there is no more uh fake sympathy than the small market teams that are like, oh well, they're gonna all these teams are gonna blow past the luxury tax. It's like, dude. The first off, that's a lie. There's like two teams that go past the luxury tax every year, 
<laughs> and like the Dodgers are one of them, and that's only because they're in a World Series window. I mean, they might keep it open forever for how good of an organization they are. Mm-hmm. And the Mets, who literally just did it for the first time last year, so like this whole idea of like, oh, well, it's gonna create this, you know, uncompetitive. It's like sh- just stop, like stop lying to our faces about about being uncompetitive and also little well, marketing, especially sure when they're someone, taking all this money from revenue sharing that these big market teams are making. Like, what are we talking about? Oh God, they're so they're just they're just so annoying, and it's like the whole woe is me. Like, listen, man, <laughs> you've made they've made like eleven billion dollars in the last like year, like what, five years or whatever. I don't know what record the is. profit seventeen straight years until the pandemic happened. Yeah, record so, so every year. If you can't afford it, so there's no better investment right now than the professional sports team. So if you can't if you can't afford it, then sell it. And like, but getting more competitive owners that care more about you know the sport and not their bottom line and maybe the teams they rooted for, that's that's what's gonna help. And and like Steve Cohen basically said off the record or maybe tweeted like, yeah, if this if they, I think he said like if this is what it takes to get baseball back in the field, you can tax me all you want. Like imagine. Every owner having the mentality, and then we'd probably have baseball back in the yeah. field right now. But no, any, everything has to be one in negotiations, and the players have to take their offer because we need to be the big bad owners, and we need to know that we we own them. And it's like, oh my god, just shut up, just shut up, and and, and please, I just beg of everyone out there, <laughs> stop falling for, yes. for the owners yes. like like oh they're giving they're not they're not they're they'll be fine no matter what happens in the in this in this in this negotiation quote unquote like just stop it's it's a joke so um i don't know that's that's pretty much where yeah I'm look I, I just I, I, don't, I don't i can't i this is one of those topics that i could talk about all night but say the same thing over and over and just get angry each time i say it so it doesn't sound like a fun podcast so you I know. don't think anyone wants to listen to that. So yeah, we'll, I'm we'll surprised see. people made it this far. 20, 20 plus minutes of us. I promise just... you everything from this point on will be great as long as Drew Holiday gets three more. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know if I can make the same promise. All right, why don't we actually talk about the like couple of baseball things that actually, you that know. could it, change if, yeah. they, if they need well, to Well, in, in the midst new. of all these, you know, stupid tax thresholds and, you know, draft pool compensations and all this BS that, that as you point out, like none of us care about in any way, shape or form other than like, you know, make the tax high and other than it, like screw it, not wanting to, it to screw over the players. Like we don't care at all. Like there were a couple of baseball things that were leaked out. Um, obviously, you know, Hey, we're talking about baseball. Um, let's start with at least what I think is the biggest of them. Um, they're, they're talking, they're going to ban the shift. Obviously we talked expanded playoffs last time. That is, you know, huge, but, but, but since we last talked ban in the shift, Jack, what do you think? So, um, <laughs> it's funny. I think two things. One, I, I'm fine with it. Like I, I've been, I've been long that I would get rid of the shift just and believe me, this might be the my my most like this might be my dumbest take. Uh, you could you could rank it if you want. Um, there's it's a bold you know, many, statement. Not not. I guess it's my most anti-intellectual take. How's that? Okay. <laughs> but I just wanted to play baseball. Like I just <laughs> get one. My whole it's life. Good take. Been, good take, buddy. <laughs> like it's just been like I know where defenses are supposed to be set, and like I don't like my third baseman being in short right field. Yeah, it's annoying. Like, I'm with you, man. It's like, annoying. I know, I know. Like, believe me, I know that sounds anti-intellectual, but like that's how I feel. I just I want people to I want my third baseman to play third base and, and all that. So, <laughs> Like, like, just play it like we did yeah, it just, little, just, like. play the, just play the game the way that I grew up playing How's that? Back in my day Back in my day, the shortstop would play shortstop Well, so, look, I, Jack, I think the bigger Like what you're saying is I think the more important thing is To the point you made before about losing fans All that type of stuff I think this is one of those issues where Look, I've always been a, a hit it where the ain't guy You know, learn to hit it uh, you know, to opposite fields or this or that to try and combat the shift and all that. But I also understand that, you know, where we're at in the game, we've talked about the dominance of pitchers and the speed. And it's not it's not as easy anymore to say I'm going to, you know, just poke one into the left field and all that type of stuff. And then always, you know, obviously the, you know, three true outcomes baseball and how much that is, you know, played into the shift and all that type of stuff. Where I'm at is is, you know what? It seems like the vast majority of baseball fans hate the shift. So you know what? Let's get rid of it. 
pretty simple yeah, just in win this one. case. Just you know, it. like, I, again, I am not, like, anti-shift in general, and I've never been one. I think it's more of a symptom of a problem than the actual problem, you know? But I think it's, you know, the the like we just talked about, I think the, the pitcher dominance and the, you know, three trying to hit home runs and those type of things are bigger issues than the shift is. I think the shift is a symptom of those issues. But, but like whatever, you know, it's not fun. No one likes it. Get rid of the shift. It'll put more balls in play. If nothing else like that, that outcome will happen. Like that will be a result of shift. I think teams look, teams are smart. They'll figure out ways to align defensively within the rules of the shift that will still, you know, limit their, their margins for that stuff. It won't like, you know, be this total change to the game. I don't think. But, you know, whatever, man. Most people want the shift gone. Just get rid of it. It's not like this fundamental part of the game that, to your point, Jack, it's almost an anti-fundamental part of the game. It will actually look more like baseball if they get rid of it. Yeah. So, my, my I guess my second point is, like, I think people have a way too inflated sense of how dramatic the shift is going to, like, affect the offense. I, I, really I totally do. agree. I, that was, like, was kind of what I was saying. Like, people are like, people oh, are they think this is going to be like hand checking in basketball or like, like, yeah, the, pa- the, the take- pass interference rules in football and stuff. I mean, for, for every ball in play that the shift is going to take away, like another, like one would be poke, poke the opposite way where the shortstop usually is. So like it would, it was the ultimate give and take. So, you know, I, I'm glad like it's fine. I just don't think it's going to, I just don't think it does anything. I think it's pointless. I, it's not, we're not going to start seeing guys like, all of a sudden get the batting averages up 20 points or whatever. I mean, like and the people would love to bring up Ryan Howard. Like, stop. I mean, <laughs> Ryan Howard's it not going his from, career, Jack. It, it's not going to, he's not, he wasn't going from a 220 hitter to a 300 hitter because no. of the shift. Grow up. Um, <laughs> grow so, I, mean, I love when you I got, just throw a grow up in. It's well, great. it's just so annoying. It's like, <laughs> I tweeted, I tweeted that the shift is like banning the shift is pointless. And of course, Ryan Howard. I was like, I love Ryan Howard, but like, he was not the same player post Achilles. Like, it's okay. Oh, no I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. It's it is what it is. Um, so I I don't think it's gonna have this like massive influx of offense into the sport. I'm glad it's gone just because I want people to play baseball. But um, that's my scorching hot take on the shift. How Fire the take. I, I'm, one for I'm, one. I'm surprised my ear, my headphones are still in my ears and they didn't blow out from all the fiery you know, intenseness. Um, I did see a stat that someone tweeted out that the four players most likely to benefit from banning the shift based on spray charts, you know, number four was Didi Bryce freaking Harper as if he needs to benefit more. He was doing just fine. You know, he won the MVP with the shift. Can you imagine like, let's make the game better for Bryce. Just saying something to be excited about if they ever play baseball again. You know what's funny is that I keep forgetting that Bryce won the MVP. and Because we haven't gotten a chance to celebrate it with freaking Bryce. It's another just underrated, you know, bleep us thing that happened here, you know. And it should be our, I like, Bryce keep... victory tour this spring training and stuff. Do you keep forgetting that Scherzer's a Met? Like, I just. Uh, totally. A hundred percent. I even just saw him tweet about, like, basically saying, like, don't listen to the owners. They're trying to rope it out you. Uh, type tweet, and I read the tweet, and I was like, "Hey, Max Scherzer," and I went back to thinking, and I had forgotten he was a Met. Till you just said that, I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's a Met." Yeah, it's not that fun. Maybe no. ba- maybe baseball shirts. Sure <laughs> yeah, we're good. Uh, all right, let's get to the next thing, which is I, I don't think as big a deal as banning the shift to the most fans, but could could um, I think it's also a big deal in terms of to you know pace of play and all that. But I think the most interested uh, I'm I am to hear your perspective on any of these, as you know. Our resident pitcher guy expert, um, pitch clock, uh, you know, something that's been clamored for, you know, I think a lot of people have been pitch clock, pitch clock, 14 seconds and 19 seconds are the, the two times that somewhat seemingly arbitrary times that they've come up with. Um, <laughs> Classic. What, yeah. Uh, what do you think? So, all right. All right. I have long hated the pitch clock. Um, just because I felt like <laughs> you got a pitch to know this, but like it, you'll you'll go to like a three zero count on like two straight hitters and after like walking a guy, and if there's a pitch clock, I always wondered like, okay, well, what if I just want to step off and like take a deep breath and like recom like recompose myself? If I have to like sprint back up on the mound and like 
and not be able to be fully back in the moment or whatever. Um, so I'm good with it. I'm good with it from a standpoint of uh, I, I hope there's like timeouts or something. Like I do think that there needs to be something like timeout where you can think, like, all right, every other sport has timeouts. So why can't we just do that for one second if, if a pitcher needs to compose himself? Um, but I like it from the standpoint of they've tried in the minor leagues and it has. It had an effect. Like, yeah, like 30 minutes. Yeah, off the game, I saw which, like either is, 25 or 30, either of which would be like super significant. Yeah, and and I do think that you know I, I I've long been baseball players are creatures of habit and they are, but you know what else can happen with habits is that <laughs> you can you change. change your habits. Yeah, damn right. So if if it needs to be sped up a little bit, and I I just think I think pitchers will be able to adjust. So um, it's one of those ones where you hope that it gets put in and then it just get it just becomes natural over time. Um, you know I think that's something that would be good. So. I've long hated it, but I'm willing to try anything now to get the game moving on uh, or moving along. So I'm not staunch. I'm not against it. I actually like it if it's going to shave that much time off a clock, which it might. Um, so uh, it's good. And and I just hope that they do have like something like a timeout where we can say, uh, I know we're trying to move the game along, but I also need to catch my breath here for a second. So um, pitchers will adjust. Everyone will adjust. It'll be good for the sport. Keep it moving along in on the pitch clocks. Yeah, I, I think they'd have to have some sort of timeout thing. And maybe there's an amount that you get or whatever. I don't know. But I think it's a must at this point. You know, I, I was I never had a super strong feel on it. Like I wasn't like I, I was usually generally for the idea of speeding up the game, obviously. But but wasn't sure if they and again, look, they have to be enforced. Right. If the pitch clock is going to be a real thing, then like. The pitchers really have to get, if, they, if you know, umpires need to ding pitchers if they don't get the pitch off in time. It needs to be enforced. We'll see if that's, you know, something that would happen as well. I, I assume they would be pretty tight with it to begin. Um, what was the camera's idea? Was it a, a, a you're out? What, what? <laughs> it was something ridiculous. Like, a, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if you step out of the box, you're out. Oh, it was, it was out. if you step out of the, you step step out out of the, the box, box and readjust out. your gloves. You're out. Yeah. There is no like <laughs> I know. the camera's never... obsession with people adjusting their gloves is one of the weirder takes on my show. I've never even like outside of Nomar, I've never noticed. I, it. it was it just Nomar. Nomar's the only one who ever did it. Like it no is, one. It's yeah. just it's such a like when people talk about the problems of baseball. If you if I hear <laughs> yeah. one more person say it's the guy stepping out of the box and readjusting their gloves, like I might blow a gasket. Yeah, like, it just doesn't happen. Like yeah. it's, it's a fallacy. It's not yeah. a real thing. It's yeah. not something that happens all the time that slows the game. Like Odubel, I guess, would do it a lot. Like, but look, like, sometimes a guy will look down to third for a sign and kind of step out, and grab his junk or whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's not like you know, no, it's not figure, a, it's figure, not a figure out the core issues in the game. Yeah, but I think his his take was his take was like yeah, he's, he's very angry about it. Like it's one of his like prime <laughs> things that he brings up every time speed pays Blake comes up. It's like one of his go tos. It's very strange. And every, and every time I listen to it, I'm like. This is not the issue, man. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's just not. Like, can we focus on important things? Uh, like, but- like the pitch clock, which again, I, I really, I think it's a must at this point in the game. Like, I, I've gone from being somewhat laissez-faire about it to, to thinking it is, it is absolutely necessary. They should absolutely try it. Look, it might not work. There might be issues, all that stuff, but. I mean, try it, do it, especially after the results in the minor leagues. I would have done it either way. Even if I didn't have the minor league data, I'd be like, why the hell not? Like, again, to the point we're making for, like, these games need to go faster. They have to go faster. Like, it is what it is. You know, it's just for the health of the sport. And I don't – look, I'm not one of the people who minds long baseball games as much as others, you know, other than, you know, the waking up early part of it, which sucks. Um, but, you know, it's – it's you know, some of these games do go really late, and they're long, and it's tough for kids to watch and all that type of stuff. And if we want a next generation of kids as fans, like, you need to keep them invested, you know? Also, start the games at 6. Big time, dude. I, you know, I'm all – I'm so a million percent in on that. Well, and especially with baseball, like, I mean, I, we we mostly watch – Every game start to finish. Yeah, but like, a lot of people come the in late. The most exciting parts You're of baseball right. games yes. are seven, eight, nine. Yeah, it's so a great point, Jack. Jack, it is such a great point. It's like, why wouldn't you want the most people to be watching at the funnest, most interesting times of the games, right? Like, that, it's such a, it's a fantastic point. Oh, I'm so sorry that you're gonna miss out on the the, the six o'clock primetime crowd. Like, how about we just move it up and then you know maximize the time that people could maybe be attached to? Yeah. Crazy concept. It's what? Yeah. 
Can you imagine if baseball ever did anything that was logical and sensical and made sense? It would just be, I don't think we would believe it. We're like, wait, what? Um, all right. The other, Hold on. yeah, the other, uh, last one of the, um, you know, proposed changes to the game that we need to talk about. Um, the, uh, one that kind of, I think a lot of people are like, huh? Um, bigger bases thoughts. This is so funny. The, the, the reaction to the bigger base. Oh, thing. it's so great. People are like, what? Oh, it's such a. Why do they even okay. need bigger so, bases? So here's my thing. Here's why I like the bigger bases. I mean, why not? I like know the bigger bases. I, I can't think of a possible argument against it, but go ahead. But here's, I guess this is the way. If you want to take this to your friends and explain it to them this way, um, this is the simplest way I can put it. Theo wants it. And if Theo thinks it's a good idea, then I think it's a good idea. So great point. Yeah, art- you forgot to say, hopefully future commissioner Theo yes. is his well, title. Well, hopefully, name. listen, man, if we can keep his job, just no. put Theo in the job above him. Yeah, well, sure. Make, make a new job. Make 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 Rob his. Uh, yeah, yeah. He can be the owner's guy. I'll be Theo, the guy that overlooks all I of baseball. Like this. But czar so, of baseball. Yes, just do that. Um. Anyway, so Theo basically a couple of years ago had said in an article that. You know, part of the reason why the why the Cubs stopped stealing bases is because he felt the bases were too small and there wasn't a point of attack to where you could get your hand in there. And analytically, it didn't make sense. So in his quest to um, destroy the monster that he helped create in a way, yeah, he he said that if they made the bases bigger, then it would increase teams' likelihood to try to steal them. And Theo is now working in the commissioner's office. If so facto, Theo is pushing the bigger basis things. If Theo thinks it's a way to help get more action in the game, I think it's a good idea. It's, so a, that's it's my, a great point, man. Like, it, like especially just on a basic level, like if Theo is making that specific argument, then who is anyone to question it? Seriously. Like, you don't think Theo knows that the potential for more stolen bases could be increased in the game by, by widening the bases? You, you know better than him, do you? Because I don't. I think Theo knows more than I do about baseball. I'm just saying. You don't think Dick Manford or whatever his name is, the, the Rockies <laughs> owner, is, is knows more about uh, how the Mumford, game I think it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Bob Nuttig. Yeah, I think Bob Nuttig's breaking that down. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, what's the pushback on bigger bases? And it should help prevent some injuries, theoretically. You know, the annoying thing when your guy slides into second base and slides over the bag and is out, and it's like, oh, that sucked. That won't happen anymore. Like, or at least for the most part, you know. So, I, I yeah, I, I just, I don't understand why anyone would, would be against it. Like, I, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, I mean, used it's to not a massive a change. I don't think it's going to like change the game completely, but it just seems like, sure, why not? Yeah, I, again, I used to fight all this stuff, um, but I am now in the camp of like, listen, if this is going to help get more pace of play, if this is going to get more balls in play, if this is going to... Uh, I'm, I'm just willing to try stuff. I mean, well, look, I, again, every other sport does. I mean, like, think about the changes, like in basketball, like you, the hand checking you've talked about, but also like having to get the ball past half court quicker. What if they had never put a shot clock in basketball? You know, they used to play without a freaking shot clock. Like, there are changes to the game as the game evolves, as the sport evolves. Like, it's okay to adjust and and make changes. Yep, totally agree. So it's, uh, yeah, it'll be, and I'm curious to see how they work out, see what I like, see what I don't like, and and hopefully it helps, and hopefully it gets more balls in play. And, um, you know, the one thing I was wondering, you know, with, with all the velocity now in the game and all the crazy spin, I, I do wonder if lowering the mound would be a, ah, a consideration. Welcome aboard, sir, to the lower the mound crew. Thank you for joining us. I'm, I'm really proud to have you. I, I, I never thought we'd get you on board with our cause. Thank you. Yeah, I, I no feel problem. like you've called no, me an idiot a... in the past for saying this to you. But I don't. I I don't remember you once being a lower the mound guy. I've said they... this many times. I said lower it or move it back. Like either well, or. Well, to be fair, if, if it's not my idea, I don't really care. And. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you literally so. have called in person. I don't think on the pod, but in person, you've literally called me an idiot for this before. So, well, on. I did the the moving the mounds back thing. I'm still pretty against, but um, I, I see why people like the idea of it because it would decrease velocity, yes. but also like would increase everything else that's bad that baseball, which is like walks and 
curveballs and whatever. Um, but <laughs> lowering the mound is an interesting idea from the standpoint of I think it would decrease spin and I think it would lower velocities a little bit without having to risk injury with moving the arm with moving the mound back and risk um uh risk wildness and all that stuff. So I don't know. It's just something to consider. And as always move the fences back. Cause that'd be fun. Super in on that. All right. Um, <laughs> it will never happen. Welcome aboard. Even though you didn't know you were coming to work. Didn't know you did that. Yeah. Well, you know, your holiday still doesn't have a three yet. And we're in the fourth quarter well. and it's really, it's really disheartening. And I just like, why tonight do you not shoot? Well, and that's what annoys me the most is like, I have all these trends. I see how you are doing. I know how you've been doing in recent days. I know that how you've done against the Hawks. And it's like, why tonight is the night that you go over three from three? Like just hit some threes, man. I love that. You just took us through all the effort that you are putting in. <laughs> like, like recent stats, stats in particular categories, stats against the team. They're playing. It's just like, come on, man. Help the kid out. You really are putting all your energy <laughs> baseball into this. Um, dude, all right. it's, dude, unbelievable. it's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I know. Now, I know. That should, that's that's sure. See, that's what baseball's done. That should be baseball. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah this should be. They, they, every owner should listen to this. Yeah, I, seriously. I mean, it, baseball broke Jack. I mean, that's the... That's the headline. That's the the devastating takeaway. The title this of this podcast. I think it is. Yeah, I think it yes. is. All right. Uh, take back, buddy. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to keep you for another half hour. Oh, really, pal? I told you. I told you. 10 p.m. That's actually four minutes. If we don't finish the podcast. I got four in, minutes? In four minutes. I'm oh. canceling I'm canceling two weeks of pods in April. Wow, the Maybe deadline. Maybe we got... we'll get back for the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day, but we're not going to. Let's oh, be Oh, yeah. Honest. That seems like a smart, a smart <laughs> deadline to miss as a sport. Morons. So we'll, we'll come back and have our free agency during the NFL oh, draft. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, yes. Awesome. End of April. It'll be a sweet free agency period right while the NFL draft is happening. And then we'll play our game that no one cares about anymore. It'll be great. Yes. All right. Take back. Um, even though there's no baseball, uh, I got just as excited about this as I have in any Phillies moment in the last, like, I don't know, 10 years. Why not? But um, Johan Rojas having a single against the Tigers in an exhibition game and then stealing first and, or stealing second and third. And then Logan O'Hoppy hitting a, a home run 108 miles per hour. It was like, it was like, you know what? This is what we're missing by not having spring training baseball. Um, James, I don't feel much right now towards baseball. Like I don't, I don't feel the emotional connection. I think I left a lot of my emotional connection on that baseball field in Hawaii that I talked about last podcast. That was really tough. Yeah, it's a really, really, really deep moment for me. Anyway, um, but I do still feel a deep, deep uh, emotional thought of Johan Rojas's first game at Citizens Bank Park, and just how emotional that's going to be. And man, like just we gonna, say, our 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 podcast motto from now forward: the twenty twenty six fills. It's going to be hot. It also might be the next time they're on a baseball. Field. <laughs> yeah, that's everything on the table. Everything's great. So, um, Johan Rojas hitting the ball hard, finally lifting it off the ground. And it's just, it's so cute to see these national writers finally coming around to the greatness that is Johan Rojas. Like, oh, we're not going to have him top 100, even though he's like the best defensive center fielder in the minor leagues. But whatever. I rest my case. Uh, so, he's than. back to being our, ne- our Acuna. Yes. He's Good. officially back. Good. He's officially back. Good news. I, I Good don't news. listen to these. I don't listen to these clowns that try to uh, <laughs> <laughs> that try to talk about our system. Listen to listen to me and a few other people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I met Jason Kelsey today by myself, and I went up straight to him and I said, "Jason, good to meet you. Yeah. My name is Jack Fritz," and that's exactly what happened. Correct, James? Sure. Yep. <laughs> that's totally what happened. <laughs> I stink at introducing myself to uh people who like i like look up to and watch uh, and was, respect and i just i i i can't because I, I don't want a fanboy right like i'm not mm-hmm. i don't want to be like uh, i don't want him like going back to his friends and being like oh this happened like, these fans like, i don't want to be that guy i want to be like discreet and like hey good to see you 
Um, and but you I also just, like really wanted to meet Jason Kelsey. I really wanted to meet <laughs> Jason Kelsey. I really did. We got it I done, really buddy. Thought, we got it done. I th- I thought we could get along great. Um, and it was good. Uh, I need to ask you though, like, I feel like, I feel like the thumbs up is like kind of my thing. And people have like, even my own mom's like, you got to ditch it. Jill's like, you got to ditch it. And it makes me want to dig in more and stick with the thumbs up. Do you, do you agree? No, you got to ditch the thumbs up. So I, I, so I used to be a, a point at the guy guy. You know what I mean? Ew, really? Yeah. That's what you did? Yeah, I used uh. to. I used to. And Emily was like, bro, you got to stop. It's really bad. And I did. And she was right. And I think the general rule of thumb in these this specific area of life is you should probably trust your wife on this one. I think that's Dude, probably sh- the right way to go. Jill doesn't know anything, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But Emily's right about everything, so I'll just. You know. Is she still listening? Is she still No, doing? she's upstairs. Is she right now. next to you? She's upstairs in bed like a normal human. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you doing? I'm sure it's just as rewarding. Oh, no, it's it's great, buddy. I'm 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 feeling good. I'm feeling okay, good. but hold on. But if I don't do the thumbs up, then what do I do with my hands? You just be normal. Keep your hands but to your I'm side. Not. Put them in front of you, put them behind you, out of the, out of the frame, put put an arm over someone, you know, like, you know, around their shoulders, I mean, obviously. Like um, you know, just be normal. This are you a Thirty Rock guy? I not every episode, but seen a good. Amount. Okay, so yeah, I'm like I've seen every episode, but I'm not like a, I've only seen it like a couple times. I'm not like a, like I am with Officer Parks Rock, but it's really funny. There, there's a scene. I think it's the first season, where, maybe the second. But I think it's the first where Jack, Jack Donaghy, funny enough. Um, Alec Baldwin has to do this commercial scene and he's like the whole bit is like what do I do with my hands and it's like this edited together thing of all the things and it's like it, it it's all I can think of right now with you but it is one of the funniest like one and a half two minute montages in television history like it is even now I'm like trying not to crack up just thinking about it. Like at one point he's holding two coffee cups. It's, it's hilarious. That's what I'm thinking of with you now. Just be normal with your hands. That's the point of it. Be normal. Yeah. But I, you know, I feel like thumbs up sets me apart. Like there's the thumbs up guy. Yeah. It makes you look like a goober. Like <laughs> just, I know you are, but you, you're in a picture with Jason Kelsey. You want to look like a goober. I mean, can we be honest and talk about the real thing here? What's the, what's the you real? You probably thing? don't take the picture with Jason Kelsey. You know, I didn't take a picture with Jason Kelsey. I just said, "Hey, Jason, good to yeah, see you." Yeah, but man. you're forty. You you're you're not. You're like you're not supposed to say. <laughs> it's an age thing now. Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. I should have put that together. I should have put that together. You're you're supposed to be an adult. You have kids now. They don't do the they don't do the fanboy photo. <laughs> Come on. I mean, we want to talk about grow up. Don't, um, I'm, I'm, am I supposed to give you a cookie for not wanting to get a picture with another guy? Like with another grown man and Jason Kelsey? How did you spin this on me? How am I the one taking the brunt well, of this? Well, it's like, it's like, do you want After a I help you, you meet Jason Kelsey, I help you, me and Ava guide you to Jason. I like, you know, sorry for helping you out and getting you that sweet photo that you love. Listen, when I turn 40, I won't ask for a photo ever again. So that's <laughs> good this. deal. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the precedent that you have set yeah, like and that. you deserve that. So it was have cool. a Barry Bonds. Takeaway yeah. real quick is that Jason Kelsey is a freaking awesome guy. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. I don't want you to bring up this next thing. Just, you don't did, want to bring up the no, Bonds thing? Just, oh, Barry Bonds, you were going to say Barry Bonds a great player and we loved watching him play. It's still a shame he's not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, that was it, right? Nothing else to say about Barry Bonds? Nope. And Bill Giles definitely didn't say, uh, yeah, we turned him down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do you have to inflict this pain on like whatever portion of our audience is not on Twitter and didn't see this or didn't have you to text it to them? Thanks for that. Like, they could have lived in in ignorance, and and in this specific case, Jack, ignorance definitively bliss. Just think about how many home runs he would have hit <laughs> at Citizens Bank Park. Just it could have been Harry Callis calling his home runs instead of John Miller. Mm-hmm. John Miller was great, but with yeah, without Balco in his backyard, though, does he does he still end up being a? Uh, 
as good a well, player. I mean, you know, spin zone. What if maybe he would have been in the Hall of Fame then? Oh, a, if yeah. he had been. Oh, what a good take that is. Yeah, yeah. What Barry a, Bonds. Barry Bonds not being a Philly cuts him out of the Hall of Fame. Two one. I mean, look, you know, Balco was in the Bay Area. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What a good take. I think I like that we got there. I'm actually now. I'm happy you brought it up. With the take, think- the take is not that the Phillies missed out on Barry Bonds. The take is that Barry Bonds missed out on the Phillies. That's the take, Jack. That's the spin. Yep. You're very welcome. Um, <laughs> do you think Washington is more excited about getting Carson Wentz or Kevin Francis? Oh, man. Franzen by a mile. Oh, my God. What a loser Carson Wentz is. Just the all-time loser. It's it's just heaven that he's going to Washington. I mean, never before has a quarterback in a franchise just been so perfect for each other. Loser, welcome. Meet loser. Congratulations. What a match made in heaven. Yeah, speaking of losers, Drew Holiday is not going to hit uh, the third three. Oh, buddy. Just kidding. I love Drew Holiday, but like, oh, three from three tonight is not exactly what I was expecting. Um, And yeah, I mean... Carson is a loser, but I mean, Jalen Hurts is now the what third best quarterback in this division. You just so. can't quit Carson Wentz. You just it's like this is like your white whale that you just can't let go of. Let it go, man. He's such a loser. Twenty-seven and seven, and I think he'll be our last year. Anyway, moving on. Uh, are you excited that I'd rather have Sean- Jake Arietta pitch for my team than have That's Carson Wentz be the quarterback of my team? No, you don't mean that. You don't mean that. You don't I'd mean that. I'd rather have Andy McPhail running my team than have Carson Wentz as the quarterback of my team. No, nope. really, I just take went, it back. Really? I take it back. That's yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah, we found no. the line. We found the line. You should be banned from the podcast. We or, found for the line. I took it back. Sentence. I took it back. I took it back. Really, that last sentence there was for one specific person and i truly hope he's listening right now um a little like (laughs) secret message yeah yeah you you elliot you're the only (laughs) two that know who i'm talking about (laughs) um are you excited that Sean Rodriguez is back in the Phil system as a minor league instructor who isn't buddy i mean anytime a guy just you know, craps all over us as fans. Who doesn't want him back? Who isn't like, yeah, bring that guy back. The guy who said we suck. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it obviously doesn't matter at all. Uh, we but will never like, see it, him or hear from him, but yeah. It is the most Phillies thing it's, ever. It's hilarious. I mean, it really is hilarious. Oh, it's- Drew Holiday hit a three. Oh, can buddy. He, can he hit two in the last 345 of this game? Please, oh, man, don't get your hopes up, pal. Oh, listen, between baseball and this, I'm dead inside. <laughs> um, it's not good, man. It's not good. I'm worried about you. I'm actually. No, it's worried. all. It's all good. It's all. We're doing well. We're doing well. Yeah, um, everything's fine. Um, did you see that Mitch Walding's a catcher now? Is he really? Yeah, with the Padres, dude, dude. I w- Mitch Walding attempting to get a hit for the Phillies was one of the most exciting like things that's happened to this franchise. Like he was what over like thirteen, and they kept bringing him up, and it was so sad. Like he was so, so clearly overmatched. And then, oh, buddy, do you want? It was know, so sad. It was it like was so sad. actually do sad. You, do you know what his like one hit as a Philly is? Is it a home run? Dude, it's a home run yeah. off a pitcher. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's terrific. <laughs> um I'm really excited about the the uh radio booth editions. Like I know like losing friends and hurt, but I think I think Durbin Kratzborn and Stalker is um I, I think, think they're all good. They all have the potential to be good. For real. Yeah. Um, so I just like the Kratz turkey bacon thing from back in the day. Seems to be a fun, energetic guy, born same kind of thing. Like like Bourne can't be as fast as he is, and uh, like his like 100 speed back in the day uh, on like 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 video games, and not have a lot of energy. So I'm excited for that. And then, uh, listen, I w- I I. <sighs> All right, let's go into the future here, James, because I feel like you and I are going to meet these people at some point. Sure, you know, Chad, I mean, look, Chad you here. and Kevin friends, and you know, lifelong yeah. oh, close listen, friends. I've already. I've already moved on from Kevin to Chad Durbin. <laughs> um, so the first time I meet Chad Durbin, 
hopefully. Derbs. Do I do I do I give him my mechanics of him? Like I can do Chad Durbin's mechanics. Like I, I have him down pat. Well, I, I think I, know you, I think you've were. already answered your question. Like I need to do it for him, right? Of like, course you Chad, do. Chad, how close is this to what you? Used yes, to do? I think I think it is a absolute must. Are you kidding yeah. me? Are you it kidding me? Well, right? I think this guy's gonna be it. It, <laughs> it it's a must. It's just a must. You've never had to do anything more in your life, buddy. I'm sorry. Poor this, Chad. Yeah, yeah. Poor Chad. He's gonna be good Poor though. He's a good talker. Chad Wait. Durbin. Hold on. Was Chad, Dur- Chad Durbin and J.D. Durbin were not brothers, right? No. Uh, J.D. Durbin, though. Love that you bring up J.D. Durbin. Of course. I saw J.D. Durbin throw a complete game shutout in San Diego out-dueling Jake Peavy. How about that? Talk about peak baseball. Yo, me and my buddy Donnie were literally behind home plate. It was like 5 nothing. As just chant like seventh inning, eighth inning, JD Durbin, JD Durbin, like we were so loud, and obnoxious. You were and the only two that were doing that. Yeah, probably. oh, the only two. It was awesome. I saw JD Durbin throw a complete game shutout at Petco. I mean, nice. come on. I'm, was that I, the same weekend that Bastardo uh, made his debut for the Phils? I, I don't remember to be honest. It would have been in two thousand and seven. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That moment sounds like it's fun. If only we could recreate that with the baseball season. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be fun? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it be fun? Season? And the final thing I'm going to leave you on here, pal. Is, Finally. I mean, we're in is, 11 minutes past our, our deadline, so no April thoughts. Oh, so this last 10 minutes is just taken <laughs> out. Um, don't even bother putting this in the podcast. Good idea. So I thought of off of Sean Rodriguez being back. My top five favorite, most random Oh, pills. did you just slide a top five in at the end of the pod? You are, sure. you are something else, buddy. Addicted. Addicted yes. to top All right. What is it? Top five what? Uh, my top five favorite random Phillies from the Gabe Kapler uh, era is Phil's Love manager. this. Love it. Go ahead. Number five is Cliff Lee 2.0 himself, Drew Smiley. Oh, love Drew who, Smiley. Love that after guy. After one... Exactly one good start. Gabe said, I saw a lot of Cliff Lee in him. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we? Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. It's phenomenal. Come on, man. Uh, number four is, I was like, like you want to know how, again, down bad we were as a franchise at that point? Uh, I was really excited for Wilson Ramos. Oh, like, buddy. He, we like, all oh, were. He's gonna he's gonna hit forever the not, buffalo. Not to he mention was, that he, he comes up to the plate sometimes to fish his song Wilson. So uh, I mean, true, true. Talk about a win um, for me. The biggest the biggest Wilson ever traded is Wilson Ramos. Yeah, it's another true. One. I can't think of another one. But um, he was just dreadful behind the plate. Like just absolutely a miserable experience. Three is I didn't think that. Our baseball team could stoop any lower when it came to like velocity just not mattering at all. But Jason Vargas, sure oh, did test I mean, and no one has ever looked less like a baseball player on a baseball field than Jason he Vargas. Just he was so not interested yeah. in being there. Oh, just dreadful. Uh, number two, do you remember? Do you remember twenty nine games of Logan Morrison? Oh, I vaguely. Lomo, I vaguely, vaguely, Jason, J- Jack, vaguely remember Logan Morrison being on the Phillies. Vaguely, and that was recent. That's shocking. Well, and I remember, I, cause I, I remember like being excited. I was Lomo. Like, Come on. I was, I was looking at his AAA numbers. I was oh, like, oh, he just needs another Lomo. chance. Lomo. <laughs> we got to steal. And the number, my number one uh, favorite random Phil from the Gabe era. I don't think there's another answer here. But that would be the uh, Jose Bautista. I mean, Jose Bautista playing for the Phillies when he's like absolutely done. Will will for I will as bring that up to my grandchildren. As cooked yeah, as it like, gets. like hey, grand grandchild, let's sit down and you see that awesome home run that Jose Bautista hit in a playoff game. Yeah, guess who was <laughs> guess who was on the Phillies four years later when he was thirty eight years old and considering being a pitcher. Yeah, Jose Bautista. Honorable mention 
for uh, if for no other reason than for what Gabe called him, Justin Bohr has to be on the list for being an emotional warrior. I mean, anytime yes. a player gets called our emotional warrior, I mean, and he's a guy, you know, it's Justin Bohr, another guy where it's not like you're not like he's a superstar, but it's like, all right, that guy can hit. I'll take some Justin Bohr home runs. Um, you know, didn't get that many, um, but he was, no. he was an emotional warrior, Jack. Well, and I got the Johnny Heller tweets it out all the time, but like the all first baseman lineup is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a national league lineup with Santana at first bore it. No, Santana at third bore at first Hoskins still in left. Oh, I mean, just a, just an atrocity. All timer, all timer. All, that was a good list. I enjoyed that. That was a good one, Jack. That's well Appreciate done. It. Yeah. I've, yep. Again, good to remember that Jose Bautista was a Philly. Totes forgot. Yeah. Who to- could to- forget to- that totally Jose Bautista that. was a Philly? Totally forgot that. That's good. Um, all right. You got uh, anything else? Doesn't look like doesn't look like Drew Holiday is going to help me out. I'm so. sorry, buddy. We're all there for you mentally and emotionally. We are there to support you, you, buddy. It's just like, come on. It's tough. Stuff. Yeah. Maybe old baseball come to a deal for you. Yeah. Yeah. That seems good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. All right. Uh, any final thoughts? I got no final thoughts. Yeah. I'll let you go to bed. Yeah. I, I'm same. Bed is my final thought. But I, that was fun. I, as my, I, I, I enjoy talking to you a lot. I don't enjoy the sport we talk about, but somehow it ends up being fun. So I think that's. I think it's a credit to you, not to the sport. So you're that's welcome. That's the goal. You're welcome, buddy. All right. Um, we'll be back. I, I'm le- I'm going to learn not to promise like, oh, we'll be back next week. We probably will. We'll be back soon. Our sport hey, sucks. Hey, all right. Hey, hey, next week we'll do the all-time Phil's draft. <laughs> yes, yes, duh. <laughs> next week, the all-time Phil's draft. He's Fritz and Seltzer. We'll see you later.